Good afternoon, brethren. I believe that you are doing well and that the Lord has kept you well to this very time. Today we are going to talk about slay queens and socialites and how they are soiling womanhood. Slay queens and socialites and how they are soiling womanhood. Welcome to this episode. I am your host, Lango Evans. Who is a slave queen and who is a socialite? Let us just go to a basic definition of a socialite. Now, a socialite is someone of high social class who is famous for going to a lot of parties and social events. A socialite is someone, usually of a high social class, who is famous for going to a lot of parties and social events. Who is a slay queen? To slay has got more than one meaning. One, it means to impress someone very much. To impress someone very much. So someone who impresses very much slays. But also, it means to kill someone violently. So who are the socialites and slay, slay queens that we are talking about here? The socialites and slay queens that we are talking about here are those who impress to kill. Strange women who have got a strange character. And kindly note that the meaning of a socialite or how a socialite is regarded maybe in your region might be different from how a socialite is regarded in, in this region and the socialites and slay queens we are talking about here are those who slay to kill they impress to kill and how do they impress to kill that's what we are going to understand to, to consider these, uh, in this episode 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 6 says but she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth there are very many women today who live in pleasure, who live outside the will of God. And while they live outside the will of God, they have come to parade that life to the rest and to set an example to young women to follow after their pleasure-seeking life that is outside the will of God. And this pleasure involves a lot. It might involve partying. It might involve uh, going to the, to the ballroom. It might involve going to the, to the dance halls. It might involve trans, transactional sex. And all this done, all this is done under the guise of slaying under the guise of being a socialite. And that's why we are asking, who will give to the young girls and, and uh, to the young girls in today's society an example that is worthy to follow? Because the society is, uh, is full of those who are slay queens in the context of what we are studying 
and socialites parading their fields before the world and the young girls are emulating and following that, that path. Womanhood. What is, what is womanhood? Let us consider a poem that talks about the mother. The oldest university was not on India's strand, nor in the valley of the Nile, nor on Arabia's sand. From time's beginning, it has taught and still it teaches free. It's learning mild to every child, the school of mother's knee. The oldest school to teach the law and teach it deeply, too, dividing what should be done from what each one should do, was not in Rome, nor Ispahan, nor by the Euxine Sea, but it held its way ere history's day, the school of mother's knee. The oldest seminary, where theology was taught, where love to God and reverent prayer and eternal ought were deep impressed on youthful hearts in pure sincerity, came to earth with Abel's birth, the school of mother's knee. The oldest and the newest too, it still maintains it, its place and from its class, classes ever full. It graduates the race. Without its teaching, where would all the best of living be? Twas planned by heaven, this earth to live in, the school of mother's knee. The poem must talk about the mother. And a good number of, of, of people who are alive today have passed through this school, the school of the mother's knee. But there is a problem that has attacked this school. Because today, the society is in need of a mother's knee where the love of God and reverent prayer and eternal ought are deeply impressed on youthful hearts in pure sincerity. That is because we are in a society whereby slay queens and socialites have presented a life that is false and artificial. And the young ladies, being impressed by such kind of life that is false and artificial, a life that is contrary to God's will, they have had a false understanding of what it means to be a woman. And that's why the society lacks women who their knee is a class which is ever full 
and graduates the race. Does not only graduate the race, but graduates the race that knows God. All is not lost that there are no such women, but only say it lacks is that a majority have followed the, 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 the broad path of slaying and of socialites in quotes and have failed to give a mother's knee to the coming generation the way a mother's knee is known to have been in the past generation. That's why we are asking in this world today, where is the mother's knee that was planned by heaven this earth to live in? You might look for that knee, but there are only a few. Why? Because many have been misled to go and follow after a life that is full of parting and social events. And these parties and social events, they are those that are done outside the will of God or besides the will of God or contrary to the, to the will of God. It is because many have followed the path whereby they impress to kill, the way we say the slay. Now, if we are together, you understand that we are trying to find out that where are the women of old who set an example for young women, an example that is worthy to emulate. And we will understand why there is, there is a lack of this. Because even God says that he looked for justice, but did not find justice. He looked for truth, but truth was falling in the street. And he was looking for even one man who is faithful. And that's why today we are looking for even one woman who is faithful. We know there are very many faithful women. But also what is leavening that faithfulness that a woman was known for is an artificial life, a life that is contrary to the will of God, a life that is completely, when you compare it to the, to the will of God, the difference is like light and darkness. When you compare it to the ideal Bible woman, the difference between that kind of lifestyle and the Bible woman is like life, light and darkness. What is, who is the ideal Bible woman? Who is the ideal Bible woman? In Titus chapter 2, verse number 3, it says this, The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. A Bible woman is a woman who is holy. But this holiness, you will not find it in slay queens and socialites in the context that we are speaking on in this episode. This holiness, you will not find it in the artificial life that has been paraded before young ladies in the present world today. So Titus continues to say that, Age women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, 
not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. A socialite in the context in which we are speaking of here, of which we have said that is a woman whose character is departed from the will of God. And in the context in which we are speaking here, and in the context of, of this region, you'll find that a slave queen and a socialite, you'll just find that they are harlots under the name socialites and slave queens. And they have paraded their filth before young women, and young women have lost the right example of women who become who who who, who becometh holiness, who are not false accusers, who are not given too much wine, teachers of good things. Titus chapter two verse four says that they may teach young women to be sober to love their husbands and to love their children. And brethren, if you look at the context with which slay queens and socialites parade themselves, the kind of character that they carry along has got nothing that will teach young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. Because the life that is paraded outside there is in stark contrast with what an an ideal Bible woman should be, of which Titus chapter 2 verse 3, where we have begun from, is defining. That an ideal Bible woman is a woman who is holy, who is not a false accuser, who, who teaches good things, that they may teach young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. But if you look at the kind of life that is paraded outside there by the socialites and slave queens in this context, is that they don't teach anything that is close to women loving their, their husbands. Actually, the kind of lifestyle that they, that they, they present to, to young women is that having multiple husbands is what impresses. Because remember we said to slay is to, is to impress. And also we say that to slay is to kill violently. Don't you think that someone who does not teach you to love your husband but to have multiple affairs is killing you spiritually? Is slaying you? So an ideal Bible woman should teach young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, to be chaste, I believe you also understand the kind of slay queens and socialites that you are talking about and the context with which the society uh, understands them. If you look at the kind of lifestyle that a good number of them, multitudes of them parade, is there anything to do with chastity? No. There is nothing to do with chastity. Is there anything to do with keeping at home? No. There is nothing to do with keeping at home. And that's why you see that the kind of, of, of slay queens and socialites that we have in the world today are living a life that is different from what an ideal Bible woman should be. 
Then Titus continues and also exhorts uh, young men also to be sober-minded in all things, showing the, the, themselves uh, a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of a contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Then it finishes in verse number 9. Exhorting servants to be obedient to their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again. But we're not studying that portion. We're in the portion of an ideal Bible woman. And we are finding that the kind of slay queens and socialites, you, you understand how what it means in the in the context of, of, of this region. That very many women whose character is far away removed from holiness, moving under the title socialites and slay queens, have set an example that is immoral to the young women. Did we have such kind of women in the word of God? Women who are strange. Women who set a bad example in society. But under that bad example, they still claimed a good name. Women whom were evil but presented a fair exterior. And because we are talking about slay queens and socialites, let us call them in this context ancient slay queens and socialites. Ancient slay queens and socialites. In Revelation 22, verse number, in Revelation chapter 2, verse number 20, you find an ancient socialite or slay queen called Jezebel. It says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess. And she has a good name. She is a prophetess. She has a, she has a good name. She has a pious exterior. And the same way if you look at the society today, in the context which we are talking about here, is that these women that are talking about here who are called themselves socialites, they present a pious exterior. But under the name slay queen and socialite, all manner of evil, be it tree, be it love triangles, be it unholiness, be it lack of chastity, is hidden under that garb of sanctity. And that is the example that is being presented to the young women. So Jezebel, the ancient slay queen, the Bible says that, notwithstanding I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication. Now do you understand how Jezebel operated? She taught and seduced God's servant to commit fornication, good people to, formid, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And do slay queens and socialites, in the context that you understand them to, to be regarded in, in this region, do they seduce good people to fornication? Yes, they do. Verse 21, And I gave us space to repent of our fornication. So, ancient slay queens were fornicators. They were fornicators. Ancient socialites, they were fornicators. 
And that's what we are talking about, or we are talking against women whom are fornicators, women who seduce good people to commit fornication. And that character, they parade it under the garb of slay queens and socialites. We had Jezebel. And if you go and read the book of 2 Kings chapter 9, verse number 35, I believe, whereby Jezebel, when she saw Jehu coming, she painted a face. Painting a face to give a, pie, to, to give, to give a beautified exterior. But inward her was all manner of ravening and wickedness. And that is what we see in the world today in the class of these socialites and, and slay queens, that they give a very fair and beautiful with, 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 with expensive makeups or with, with, with makeups. And from, from outward, they present a beautified exterior. But inward them, we find the sins of Jezebel. Another one was called Delilah. And the name Jezebel means chaste. But was she chaste according to how her name meant? No, she was not chaste. And that is what we find in the world today. Many call themselves socialites and saying that there is nothing behind the socialite tag. But below that tag, according to the example that has been presented in this society, there is all manner of filth. And this is the field that they parade before young women, contrary to the example of what Titus expected of such women. Delilah, in the book of Judges 16, 13, it says, And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me whitherwith, wherewith thou mightest be bound. What was she doing? She was seeking for secrets from Samson so that she can aid in slaying him. What is to slay? To kill violently. <laughs> slay queen. And he said unto her, If thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web, and she fastened it with the pin, and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awaked out of his sleep and went away with the, with the pin of the beam and with the web. Verse 15, and she said unto him, Has, How canst thou say, I love thee, when thine heart is not with me? These were crocodile tears. Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, and urged him, that his soul was vexed unto death. <laughs> Verse number 16 brings, shed so much light in what you're talking about. And it came to pass, this ancient slay queen, this ancient socialite, in the context of this study, that she pressed him daily. A slay queen can really press. A socialite can really press. She pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. What did he say? is the meaning of a slay queen in this context. A woman who impresses but to kill. An evil woman who presents a fair font 
But all this fair font is hinged on killing, whether spiritually or literally. Don't forget we read 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 6, but she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. And many have been led after the example of socialites to live into pleasure, and they have died in as much as they exist. They are like the walking dead. Another ancient slave queen that we had and socialite, and if you look at the life of these ancient slave queens and socialites, their, their man of behavior is what is seen in modern slave queens and socialites. And this is the life that they parade before young women. And that's why we are asking, where is the woman who is willing to stand according to the ideal Bible woman? A woman who can give the image of the ancient mother's knee, the oldest university, where the love of God was taught, where reverent prayer was taught, where the eternal ought were deeply impressed on youthful hearts. However, today what is impressed on youthful hearts of young women is the character of Jezebel, is the character of Delilah. In Hebrew, the name Delilah means consumer. Consumer. These socialites and slave queens that we are talking about, do they consume? Yes, they consume. They consume your pocket. This is now to the men. Remember, this study is for, for young ladies. But this is now to the men. They'll consume your pocket. They'll consume your soul. Remember what we just read in Judges chapter 16. And the name Delilah in Hebrew means consumer. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. We had another ancient slay queen. In Genesis 39 verse number 10, it says, And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her, to lie by her, and to be with her. And remember, while she spoke to him day by day, and what was the character of, of Delilah? Remember the character of Delilah, what, what you have just read? That she pressed Samson daily. She pressed him daily. Now what is the character of this other ancient slave queen? It came to pass, as she spoke to Joseph day by day. They, they are very nagging, very nagging. That he hearkened not unto her. So, young lady, these socialites and slay queens will present this unrighteous character daily. They'll parade it daily to impress. But may you purpose in your heart the way Joseph purposed in his heart not to hearken to their falsehoods. I know that example applies to how a man should behave towards a married woman. But we can also borrow the principle of how a young lady should behave towards the nagging character of these socialites that seeks to give them a false example. Verse number 11, And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house therewith. Verse number 12, And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled. 
and got him out. Verse 13, and it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. Was she saying the truth? No. She was not saying the truth. She was lying. Is that the character of an ideal Bible woman? No. Because an ideal Bible woman, according to the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse number 3, that we had, we had read, we had said that she is not a false accuser. And they should teach, their manner of conversation is that they should be good. They should teach young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. But actually, by, by the fact that this, the wife of Potiphar wanted Joseph, show that she did not love her husband. She did not love her children, considering the pain that comes with such an act of, of, of adultery. So we have seen an example. There, there are several ancient slave queens in the Bible and socialites, but let us just use these three. And you can see a pattern here that this character that you have read about Jezebel, who, who, whose name means chaste but, but was not chaste, giving a false appearance, is the same way socialites. They parade a false appearance on social media, but behind social media, they live a life that is contrary to the will of God. Consumer, they consume everything. And because they don't love their husbands, they don't keep at home. They'll consume this man, they consume this man, they consume this man, they consume this man. And they make that such kind of a lifestyle to be a good lifestyle. And young ladies who have not sought the mother's knee, mothers who are ideal women, mothers who have lived according to the will of God, will fall for the false life that this socialites are living and for the false example that these socialites are, are giving. And the reason why we are doing this episode is to help a young woman outside there to understand that there is a definition of an ideal woman. Forget what you mostly see paraded in social media by the, social, by the so-called socialites and slave queens. Forget that. Purpose in your heart not to fall in their trap the way Joseph purpose not to fall in the trap of Potiphar's wife. One of the things that everyone must, uh, must agree to today that is becoming a crisis is the negative effect of social media. We know very well that social media is a double-edged sword. The internet, the internet thing, or the internet of things is a double-edged sword. It cuts on both sides, it can make or break. And through a study that, uh, that was done, it was found that adolescence is the period of personal and social identity formation. It is the period of personal and social identity formation. So there are very many adolescent women who are in the period of personal and social identity formation. The study continues to say that and much of this development is now reliant on social media. This development of personal and social identity in the world today is reliant on social media given the connectedness with which social media has connected the world. Now here is where the problem comes in. If adolescents in this modern life relies on social media, 
But what is being paraded on social media? You see, this period of coronavirus, if you have been keen, a lot of filth has come online. What used to happen in the bars? What used to happen in the darkness? Men and women were so bold to parade it on social media. Not only during this time of coronavirus lockdowns, but in the present world, you look at the filth with which women even parade their filthiness on social media and present a, a fair form that that is the kind of modern lifestyle. You get that adolescent ladies who are in the period of personal and social identity formation and who are, who are addicted to social media, that is the example that they see. And where are they led? They are led to have the character of the, of the ancient Jezebel, the character of the ancient De, De, Delilah, the character of Potiphar's wife. So we have found that, uh, do you, it has been found that according to studies when we talk about social media and, and the place that it has in society, that due to their limited capacity for self-regulation and their vulnerability to peer pressure, Adolescents may not evade the potentially, the potentially adverse effects of social media use and consequently they are at a greater risk of developing mental disorder. But besides psychological disorders that come along with, with improper use of social media, this, this is an open secret that the so-called socialites and slay queens, where have they taken to? to parade, to impress the way slay means, to impress the kind of life that they have is in the social media. And young women who are not keen, they are borrowing such kind of a lifestyle from social media. And most so adolescent who are in a period of personal and social, and, and social identity formation because they don't have so much self-regulation and their vulnerability to peer pressure, they are following after that path. So you find that a generation is forming whereby there is no knee that can be said this is the mother's knee as it is known from old. But we have said that it's not all lost because there are very many women also who are true to principle and, and who are true to their calling and are still living the example that God wanted them to, to live and give to the younger women. All is not lost. But a majority, because in the present world today, you, you, you go online, the kind of life that these older women who are supposed to be sober and discreet and chaste, the kind of life that they parade is a life that will mislead the, the young ones. So one way in which this life is paraded online here or outside here is that it leads to pleasure. It teaches young women that life without pleasure is not life. Remember there's a difference between you should understand what is true recreation. To recreate. The intention of God was recreation. Recreate. Something that will add to life. Not something that will take away to life. Now the kind of 
of life that these evil women present outside here a pleasure-seeking life. We know very well that the natural heart, yes, the natural heart seeks pleasure. The natural mind leans towards pleasure and self-gratification. It is Satan's policy to manufacture an abundance of this. While the natural heart, while the natural mind leans toward pleasure and self-gratification, it is Satan's policy to manufacture an abundance of this. And as he manufactured an abundance of this, a life of pleasure and self-gratification, yes, by influencing the heart of evil women to parade in the internet, a life of pleasure and self-gratification, and young women who are not sober enough, and young women who do not have self-regulation, and young women who are not given to Jesus Christ, have fallen into that hole. Saturn seeks to fill the minds of men with a desire for worldly amusements. And how does he do that? Just look at the, the, the socialites and the slay queens that parade in the, in the internet. And when we talk about, we'll repeat that, we'll repeat that. We talk about socialites and slay queens. We're talking to them, we're talking it in the context of this episode. And in the context of this episode, we're talking about those women who are evil. And under uh, that Evil, evil, evil character. They move with the heart, uh, with the with the tag of slay queen and socialite, and parade a fair font to the world. But behind that fair font is all manner of filthiness, and that is what you see paraded in social media today. And it impresses the devil, because he seeks to fill the minds of men with a desire for worldly amusements. And very many ladies today, their minds have been filled with a desire for worldly amusements that they know they have no time to seek to ask themselves the question, how is it with my soul? The influence is so wide. The influence is so great. The influence is so strong that young ladies are forgotten to ask, how is it with my soul? Because they are lost. They are sunk in the sea of a desire to live a life of self-glorification and a life of pleasure. Saturn, and you know very well that the love of pleasure is infectious. This statement I'm reading from Adventist Home, page 521, about the natural mind leans towards pleasure and self-gratification and how it is Saturn's policy to manufacture an abundance of, of this and how he seeks to fill the mind, the minds of men and women with a desire for worldly amusements, that they may have no time to ask themselves the question, how is it with my soul? Now, given that I'm reading it from Adventist home, for you to be an Adventist lady, what do you need to do? You need to go back to the word of God and seek what is the character of an ideal woman. The internet of things might not, highlight the word might, might not give you the proper conversation of who an Adventist woman is. And that's why you should be careful of whom you follow. You should be careful of what you feed your mind. Adventist on the same page continues to say that worldly pleasures are infatuating and for their momentary enjoyment may sacrifice the friendship of heaven. <laughs> Very many young ladies seeking after the worldly pleasure 
as paraded by the socialites and slay queens have been infatuated and for their momentary enjoyment they have sacrificed the friendship of heaven with peace, love and joy that it affords. So young lady, do you need peace? Do you need love? Do you need joy? Then flee from the broad road which is being walked with slay queens who seek to impress and kill by their life of pleasure devoid of the love of God. So very many young ladies some are ignorant some are, are heady, high-minded they don't want to hear counsel they see that the best life they can have is a life of what they see in the social media thinking that they'll find peace that they'll find love that they'll find joy there is no love in unnecessary pleasure-seeking and worldly pleasure. There is no love and peace in fornication and adultery as paraded outside there. And there is no joy that it affords. It says, Adventist home, by these chosen objects of delight, soon becomes disgusting and satisfying. Worldly pleasures, soon they'll become disgusting and unsatisfying. But why do you have to live in them so much until you realize that they are disgusting and unsatisfying when it is too late? Go back to the word of God and consider what is the, who, is, who is the ideal woman. Somewhere, I saw somewhere written, that some of the three important words, some of the most important words are this, mother, home, heaven. Mother, home, heaven. You see, the place of, of the mother in society is so exalted. Actually, the of prophet says that her, her position is, 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 next, is next to God on earth. Mother, home, heaven. And I find it interesting that even if you go back to the Bible, look at the kings who had evil mothers. What influence was passed on to their lives? And that's why in the society day, if the heart of the mother will not be right, the home will not be right, and many will risk losing heaven. Mother, home, heaven. But how shall we have a mother who will create a home that has the peace, love, and joy of heaven if all women will decide to follow after the example that is given by socialites and slay queens? Where will you find such women? And that's why we have a generation that is in a crisis Look at the, kind, the, the, the number of suicides that are reported in the world today. Look at the number of homicides that are reported. Teenagers taking the lives of other teenagers. Because the mind has been infatuated. Because for a very long time, what has been presented to them as true peace, true love, true joy is not it. It is, it is, it is an artificial life. 
while they seek this artificial life, they seem they, they are like people who chase after wind, only to come and realize that it is a life that is disgusting and unsatisfying. And they see no need to live again. You need to be satisfied. Go to the word of God. Follow its principles. So one way with which most ladies have been, have been misguided is to try to seek and to emulate the pleasure-loving life that they see paraded in the social media or in the streets by these so-called socialites and, and slay queens. These women, under the tag of socialites and slay queens, have also presented wrong ideas of courtship and marriage. And you find that the idea of courtship have their foundation for most ladies who are not sober, who are not vigilant, who are not watchful. Their ideas of courtship have their foundation in erroneous ideas concerning marriage. They follow impulse and blind passion. And the courtship with which has been presented has been carried on in a spirit of flirtation. How many socialites and slay queens outside there, they parade how they have left this man, gone to the next man, gone to the next man, gone to the next man, and they find joy in that. Out of that, they create a brand. And ladies who have not been keen have been given a false foundation and erroneous ideas concerning marriage. That's why you find that there's a crisis in today's marriages. They don't last because many have gone in there with erroneous ideas concerning marriage. And you get that, again I'm reading from Adventist Home, page 55, that the parties frequently violate the rules of modesty and reserve and are guilty of indiscretion if they do not break the law of God. Example that have been set there, no rules of modesty. All manner of immodest adornment is what is paraded outside there. And ladies who are not watchful, they think that is life, they think that is joy, they think that is peace, only to find out when it's too late that such kind of a life is disgusting and unsatisfying. The high, noble, lofty design of God in the institution of marriage is not discerned. Therefore, the purest affections of the heart, the noblest traits of character are not developed. Do you desire to develop pure affections of the heart, noble traits of character? You need to find God. Not one word should be spoken, not one action performed, that should not be willing the holy angels should look upon and register in the books above. You should have an eye single to the glory of God. The heart should have only pure, sanctified affection, worthy of the follower of Jesus Christ, exalted in its nature, and more heavenly than earthly. So, anything that is different from this, dear sister, is debasing, is degrading in courtship. The marriage cannot be holy. Understand this, that the marriage cannot be holy and honorable in the sight of a pure and holy God unless it is after 
the exalted scriptural principle. And that's why the reason, the core purpose of this episode is to awaken young women who have been lost in the craze of the kind of life parade outside there that if they need joy, if they need happiness, if they need a life that is quiet, is that they should seek it in the exalted scriptural principle. But we know very well that the youth of today and the youth generally trust altogether too much to impulse. They should not give themselves away easily nor be captivated too readily by the winning exterior of the lover. These are, these are counsel here. That the youth should not give themselves away too easily nor be captivated too readily by the winning exterior of the lover. And you can put a principle there that young ladies do not be captivated too readily by the winning exterior of the socialites. Do not be captivated too readily. So we find that courtship has carried on in this age is a scheme of deception and hypocrisy. And that's why we are talking about socialite in the context of hypocrite women. Socialites in the, in the context of deceptive women. Slay queen in the context of decept, deceptive women. Slay queen in the context of hypocrite women. Strange women with all manner of strange deeds, but giving an exterior that seems to be, to be, to be pious. Another example that has been set outside here of which young ladies who are not keen have fallen into is the aspect of trifling with hearts. In the eyes of God, to trifle with hearts is a crime of no small magnitude in the sight of a holy God. And yet some will show preference for young ladies and call out their affections and then go their way and forget all about the words they have spoken and their effects. He talks about how some, some, some men are. They'll show preference for a young lady, call out their affections, and then go their way, and forget all about the words they have spoken and their effects. But we find this kind of character also paraded outside here by women who are not scriptural in character. They present a conversation that there is nothing wrong with trifling with hearts, showing preference for a young man, calling out the affection, and then go your way and forget all about the words you have spoken and their effect. A new face attracts them, and they repeat the same words, defer to another the same attentions. This disposition will reveal itself in the married life. So long, young ladies hear this, that if you are not keen, and you follow after this kind of life of trifling with, with hearts in your, youthful, in your youthful life, this will reveal itself in the married life. You still trifle with the, with, the, with the heart of your husband. And that's why marriages, a good number of marriages today don't last because some ladies were lived up in a society whereby they saw nothing wrong with trifling with, with hearts. The marriage relation does not always make the fickle mind firm. 
understand that, that the marriage relation does not always make the fickle mind firm. The wavering steadfast and true to principle. The marriage life does not always make the fickle mind firm. The wavering steadfast and true to principle. So you need not to waver while you are still young, before you get into marriage. The tire of cons constancy and unholy thoughts will manifest themselves in unholy actions. How essential it is, then, that the youth so guard up the loins of their mind and guard their conduct that Satan cannot beguile them from the path of uprightness. And that is the purpose of this episode, that God should lead you, young lady, to guard up the loins of your mind, to guard your conduct that Satan cannot beguile you from the path of uprightness. So, socialites and slaquins have, have, are sowing wild oats and the world is reaping a bitter crop. And young ladies also, by following after that example, they have sowed wild oats and they reap a bitter crop. You must not imperil your souls by sowing wild oats. You cannot afford to be careless in regard to the companions you choose. You must be very careful. A little time spent in sowing your wild oats, dear young friends, will produce a crop that will embitter your whole life. An hour of thoughtlessness, once yielding to temptation, may turn the whole current of your life in the wrong direction. You can have but one youth. Make that useful. We'll retake that to a young lady that is listening. That you can have but one life. Make that life useful. When once you have passed over the ground, you can never return to rectify your mistakes. He who refuses to connect with God and puts himself in the way of temptation will surely fall. God is testing every youth. Every youth is being tested by God. Many have excused their carelessness and reverence because of the wrong example given them by more experienced professors. <laughs> and the more experienced professors in the context of this episode are the slay queens and the socialites because we are talking to young ladies and also older women who have found, who have found some connection with the false life that is paraded in the social media and in the neighborhood and in the streets, the street life. But this should not deter any from right doing. In the day of final accounts, you will plead no such excuses as you plead now. Many plead that no is the wrong example that has been given. I try to live right, but the wrong examples do not allow me. You need to stick to uprightness. Because in the day of final accounts, you will plead no such excuses as you plead now. In the world today, the so-called socialites and Slay queens have uh, given an example that life is all about amusements. There's more to life than amusements, dear sisters. And you find that in the social media, in the neighborhood, objectionable social gatherings are depicted. So there are many things which are right in themselves, but which perverted by Saturn prove a snare to the 
unwearing. There are many things which are right in themselves, but which perverted by Satan prove a snare to the unwear, un, 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 unwary. Unwary or unwary? Unwary. There are very many things, very, very many things in themselves which are right. As ordinarily conducted, parties of pleasure are a hindrance to real growth, either of mind or of character. These parties of pleasure, you know we are saying parties of pleasure that are paraded by the slay queens and socialites, are a hindrance to real growth, either of mind or of character. So you find today, Ladies who are, who are grounded on social media to desire this kind of life that these socialites and slay queens are living, they have found themselves in a life of, of hindrance to real growth, either of mind or of character. So they ought to remember that frivolous associations, habits of extravagance, do we see extravagance in the life of these, of these modern Jezebels and modern Delilahs? Do we see the life of pleasure-seeking? So frivolous association, habits of extravagance, of pleasure-seeking, and too often of dissipation are formed that shape the whole life for evil. It is so sad to see a young lady shaping her life, her whole life for evil. In place of such amusements, parents and teachers can do much to supply diversions, wholesome and life-giving. And that's why even parents have a role to play in this society that is crumbling. Because young women... They are crumbling before their very own eyes. You just go and look at the statistics of, of what happens among, among adolescents. It is, it, is, it is shocking. Why? Where are the parents? Where are the teachers? But they are so much caught up in blame game. Parents blaming the teachers. Teachers blaming the parents. And in the in the middle of that exchange, that blame game, those who are not watchful, they are still left in the grip of the, of the devil. So, in the search today, you'll find that there has been a class of social, social gatherings in parties of pleasure that have been a disgrace to our institutions and to the church. We find them. There are parties of pleasure that are a disgrace even to the, to the, to, to the nation itself. Live alone institutions. Because of what always ends up to happen in, this, in these parties. How many lives have been lost in these parties of pleasure? They have become a disgrace to the institutions and to the church. They encourage pride of dress. Do we see these things in the so-called modern Jezebels and, and Delilahs? Yes, pride of dress, pride of appearance. Self-gratification. <laughs> Let us take that slowly and, and consider if you see these things. Let me read this from Adventist Home, page 4, 514. It says, They encourage pride of dress, pride of appearance, self-gratification, hilarity, and trifling. Isn't this what these modern Jezebels do? Encouraging pride of dress, pride of appearance, self-gratification, hilarity, and trifling. And then Satan is entertained as an honored guest and he takes possession of those who patronize these gatherings. Which gatherings do you attend? Which gatherings do you attend? 
because to many today life is all about party after party but who is the honored guest in these parties are they parties that encourage pride of dress pride of appearance self gratification hilarity and trifling which pages do you visit whom do you follow the kind of lifestyle that they present is it one that encourages pride of dress pride of appearance self gratification hilarity trifling in such kind of gatherings and white says that a view of one such company was presented to me where were assembled those who profess to believe the truth one was seated at the instrument of music and such songs were poured forth as made the watching angels weep in these parties that you attend are angels comfortable attending them or they weep when they see what happens there there was mirth there was coarse laughter there was abundance <laughs> and remember laughter is not joy there's a difference between laughter and joy because look at this context look at this 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 gathering that is described here there was mirth there was coarse laughter there was abundance of enthusiasm and a kind of inspiration but the joy was such as certain only is able to create <laughs> so there are very many young ladies who have not followed the right path they have found themselves in association whereby there is mirth there is coarse laughter there is abundance of enthusiasm and there is a kind of inspiration mm-hmm. there is a kind of inspiration but the joy is such as certain only is able to create there is an enthusiasm an infatuation of which all who love god will be ashamed so not every place where there is laughter where there is enthusiasm where there is inspiration where there is false joy is god found there are some which certain only is able to create and we find that it prepares the participants for unholy thoughts and action so there are some who desire they know very well that this kind of lifestyle i should not live it but the kind of associations that, that they find themselves in the kind of pages that they follow the kind of 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 links that they read prepares them for unholy thoughts and actions and they become an easy prey to these modern jezebels and delilahs but we believe that there are many who have been engaged in that sin heartily repent have heartily repented of their shameful performance we believe and that's what we are praying for that if you have been, if you have if you have been engaged in such a sin if you have followed the wrong path may you now engage in heartily repentance and feel shameful of such a performance and amend your ways and we find that in the world today few popular amendments are safe you find that many of the amusements popular in the world today even those with even those who claim to be christians tend to the same end as did those of the heathen and there are indeed few among them that satan does not turn to account in destroying souls through the drama he has worked for ages to excite passion and glorify vice the opera with its fascinating display and bewildering music the masquerade 
the dance, the card table, Saturn employs to break down the barriers of principle and open the door of sensual indulgence. In every gathering for pleasure where pride is fostered or appetite indulged, where one is led to forget God and lose sight of eternal interests, there Saturn is binding his chains about the soul. So true Christians will not desire to enter any place of any, any place of amusements or engage in any diversion upon which he cannot ask the blessing of God. Whatever you do, can you ask the blessing of God? The kind of dress that you put on, can you ask the blessing of God? The kind of, of marriage that you are in, can you ask the blessing of God? The kind of, of, of company that you keep, is it a company that you can ask the blessing of God? Adventist Psalm 5.15, paragraph 4. He will not be found at the theater, the billiard hall, and the bowling saloon. He will not unite with the gay waltzers or indulge in any other bewitching pleasure that will banish Christ from the mind. The true Christian, and young lady, we pray that you follow the path of a true Christian who will not desire to enter any place of amusements or engage in any diversion upon which they cannot ask the blessing of God. That they will not be found at the theater, the billiard hall, the bowling salon. They will not unite with the gay waltzers or indulge in any other bewitching pleasure that will banish Christ from the mind. A lot of immorality has been paraded in the world today. And we find that among the most dangerous resorts for pleasure is the theater. Instead of being a school for morality and virtue, as is so often claimed, it is, very, it is the very hotbed of immorality. And, this, and these things have been brought to the social media. That's why, what are you following? Whom are you following? What are they doing? What will it help you with? Where does this, what does it inspire you with? And remember, Jezebel, she was chaste, but her chastity was all manner of evil. And there are some whom they'll, they'll claim to do something good online, but their character speaks more than what they claim to do, than the brand that they claim to sell. Low songs, lewd gestures, expressions, and attitudes deprave the imagination and debate and debase the morals. And we see these things in social media today where there are low songs, lewd gesture, lewdness. Lewdness is being paraded openly. The world does not have shame, uh, shamefacedness. It said shamefacedness of face. We see law songs, lewd gestures, expressions, and attitudes that deprave the imagination and de debase the morals. So every youth who habitually, highlight this, every youth, every young lady who habitually attends such exhibitions will be corrupted in principle. Every young lady who attends to such pages, who follows such, will be corrupted in principle. There is no influence in our, in our land more powerful to poison the imagination, to destroy the religious impressions, and to blunt the relish for the tranquil pleasures and sober realities of life than theatrical amusements. So the, the love of these sins increases with every indulgence as the desire for intoxicating, intoxicating drink strengthens with its use. <laughs> you see, these, these things, we see them in this modern world. The love for these sins increases with every indulgence 
as the desire for intoxicating drink strengthens with its use, the only safe course is to shun the theater, the circus, and every other questionable place of amusement, and every other highlight, and every other questionable place of amusement. And it is so sad that very many today you'll find that a lady feels that she's a lady because she can dance. She can dance but she cannot do house chores, and she feels that she is a lady, she is a woman. In many religious families, dancing and card playing are made a parlor pastime. It is urged that these are quite home amusements which may be safely enjoyed under parental eye. But a love for these exciting pleasures is thus cultivated. So there are parents who have you seen parents whom when when they are when their young daughters can dance that is that is their joy that is their joy that my daughter can dance to this song there's a name that is used but it's so filthy even to use here in this episode that is their joy there's no joy if all you can do in this there's more to life there there there's a there 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 are responsibilities in life that stretch beyond just mere dancing. On the contrary, we find that uh, it is yet to be ascertained that there is any good to be obtained from these amusements because they do not give vigor to the body nor rest to the mind. These amusements, they do not give vigor to the body nor rest to the mind. And we say that there's nothing wrong with recreation. Recreation. And remember, when you go out for recreation, it will give vigor to the body and rest to the mind. But some of these things that people engage in, they don't recreate. But they even exhaust the body. The orgies that are done outside here in the world today do not implant in the soul one virtuous or holy sentiment. They don't. That's why we began by saying, where are women who will teach young women to be holy? And how will you teach them to be holy if you lead them in paths that will not implant to the soul one virtuous or holy sentiment? On the contrary, they destroy all relish for serious thought and for religious services. It is true that there is a wide contrast between the better class of select parties and the promiscuous and degraded assemblies of low dancers. Yet all steps in the path of dissipation. Yet all are steps in the path of dissipations. Take that again. It is true. There's a wide contrast between the better class of select parties and the promiscuous and degraded assemblies of low dance house. Yet all are steps to the path of dissipation. So, what do we need to do? Given that that is the kind of crisis that uh, the young lady is caught in in this present age. What do we need to do? In our second part, we will look at what we need to do. We look at what do we need to do. What do we need to do if you've been caught in such a life? What is the way out? What path has God given for a woman who has been chained with the chains of a false life, of a false womanhood. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before this wonderful evening. 
you seek for daughters who are as polished as the pillars of a palace but where is this character amidst all the false glamour that has been presented by evil men restless modern eves that's why we come before you this wonderful evening praying for this young lady who is listening that may she follow after the scripture scriptural grounded woman one who is able to follow after you with all her heart and know that true joy true love is found in nobody else but in you all this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ our savior amen god bless you all we'll continue we'll have another episode to finish this podcast on slay queens socialites soiling womanhood you have a blessed day